Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. You know, to me, it feels like the first week of summer. I don't know how that works with, you know, sort of the calendar when the official summer starts. But, uh, and I guess part of it is because I had kids at home today and the schedule was all kind of different and, you know, people are sleeping late and I'm like, hey, I got work to do. I'm on the same schedule, okay? People are talking about going to the pool. But listen, this show is not about the weather or the calendar. We talk about the issues of faith family and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, in the media. And if you are on Facebook watching this live, I want you to do what I'm about to do, which is to share this uh, in on your feed, maybe get into some groups, let's comment, let's have a great conversation today and have some good interaction on this issue in our programs today, because we've got a great guest today and a very relevant and timely topic. So I want to make sure that um, as many people that can be a part of this conversation are. So I've done it on my phone, you do it on yours, and we're going to have some good information and give you some good announcements, some big announcements about some events and some things happen at the Texas Capitol. But, you know, as every week we try to have a, a guest on the show Typically someone who's involved in some of our work, but also something timely, and today is no difference. Joseph Combe serves as the Director of Public Policy for Family Policy Alliance. He is a proud graduate of Virginia Military Institute and also received his law degree from Regents uh, University School of Law out there in Virginia, where a lot of good friends of ours, uh, people that have worked with us, interned with us, and so on, have been out there. And as a matter of fact, that school really in many ways was a pioneer for Christian law students with Jay Seculo and a lot of great people out there. But Family Policy Alliance does a lot of great work. They're probably our biggest and most loyal national partner on our issues. Joseph, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan. Boy, it's great to be on here with you. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, listen, and, you know, we probably look both look a little bit more fresh face. You're, um, you know, you and Autumn can have some nice connection points now because you know what it's like to spend some late days and hours at the Texas Capitol, even though I think she might have you beat by a few hours when she just about spent the night here one time at the Texas Capitol. But we just finished up our legislative session. And I know that Family Policy Alliance is a national organization. You guys do work around the country. But a big part of what you do is support and work together with the Family Policy Councils. And you guys did a great job of that. I want to get into that detail. And then I want to drop back for a minute and let you guys talk about, let you talk a little bit about the organization. But this session, one of the key things that Family Policy Alliance did was help us with Senate Bill 14. They call it the Help Not Harm Bill. Other people call it different things. This is the bill that makes it clear that kids are protected from going through gender transition surgery puberty blockers, and all that crazy stuff we've been talking about over the past year or so. Um, the Family Policy Alliance also worked closely with us on the Save Women Sports legislation to protect college sports so female athletes are not forced to compete against men. Senate Bill 15. Now, Senate Bill 14 has been signed into law. Governor Abbott's not signed Senate Bill 15, but you know, there's not any question that he will. It's just a matter of time when he gets around to it. And, um, and I might have more to say about that in the coming days. But Joseph, I just want to start the show with saying thank you for working together with us this session on so many important issues. You're welcome, Jonathan. And likewise, thanks to you at Texas Values and to all the FPCs around the country who have had just a world-class session this year. You guys are exemplary in that. And you're really the tip of the spear. So we're the ones thankful to be behind and helping to push that forward and just support you all. So we're proud to be in the fight, but you all are you all are the front lines and so we're grateful for you. Well, and it's good to get to June and feel like, okay, 
we got something done because, uh, you know, you just never know how things are going to go. And we started off really strong, but then things slowed down and then we kicked it into high gear right before we hit some deadlines and got some things done. So I want to get into some of the details of those key pieces of legislation. But before I do, I want our viewers and listeners to hear a little bit more about you. And if people haven't listened to the show before, if you're listening on the radio or if you're on Facebook, okay, we're on just about every podcast format you can think of. So check those sources too, if you like to listen to these things in different ways. But Joseph, tell us a little bit about Family Policy Alliance and the great work that you guys do. Absolutely. Well, Family Policy Alliance is a national pro-family public policy ministry. We are part of the pro-family movement. We host a 40-plus state alliance of state-specific family policy councils, of which Texas Values is one. And we work on behalf of, of religious people, religious families, to protect religious liberty, to establish parental rights, protect children and the unborn, and those issues that are concurrent with that. So me as director of public policy, I'm one of our lawyers on the team. I help analyze the political situation and the policy sphere that's out there. And I work usually hand in hand with folks like you to pass these good policies at the state and federal level. Well, look, it's, it's good to have you on the show, too. You know, I'm remembering when was it? Was it March, April when uh, SoCon Con? What, I remember what months that was that February? It was March. March. And it felt like, you know, we were getting far down the road in our session, but there was also, you know, a couple of tense moments. What was language going to look like? What was the timing going to look like? It was a critical time period. And I remember being there at that event that you guys put on. I had never met Chloe Cole before. I got to meet her there. She ended up coming to the Texas Capitol. She ended up coming on our radio show. I talked to some other people there. So the timing of it, you know, was great for some of the work we're doing, maybe the same for other states. But let's talk about two key key pieces of legislation. I want to talk about Senate Bill 14, the bill that protects kids from gender transitions and puberty blockers. But I want to spend a little more time on the Save Women Sports issue, because I know we had a collective effort on SB 14, but Texas Values was certainly more of a leadership role, if you will, and carrying a little bit more weight on the Save Women Sports bill. But Senate Bill 14 has been signed into law. Um, how many states have done a law like this, a help not harm type of law if, by your count? I hope not harm law. Well, uh, yesterday, Missouri signed theirs into law to make them, as a grand total, we have 18 states that have a law awesome. like this. And a couple other states that have tried to address this issue in other kind of creative ways, but 18 total have a law that is substantially similar to the model bill that FPA has drafted and marketed around the country. So this was a huge session. Before this session, we had only had three states do it. And wow, that's extraordinary. We yeah, well, look, we're almost getting to that majority tipping point, right? Um, and, you know, and look, that's where we started with our effort. Um, oftentimes we use model language that Family Policy Alliance provides and, and sometimes other national partners. Uh, and it helps a lot, right, for members to get that starting point. For us, two doctors, right? You know this, Dr. Tom Oliverson in the House, Dr. Donna Campbell in the Senate. By the way, if you don't have your tickets, everybody out there, tomorrow, Friday, June 9th, Senator Donna Campbell is our keynote speaker at a wonderful benefit dinner and legislative wrap-up event we're having out in San Antonio. There might be about five seats left. That's it. You got to jump in now. Go to our website. But to have two doctors on this issue, Joseph, was so important and so valuable, you know, because we are talking about medical issues, right, um, and medical harm. We're talking about, you know, a lot of detail that, you know, and not that another legislator couldn't have carried it, but it, it certainly went a long way and it helped 
to strengthen our argument to have them and other doctors uh, that were there to advocate. Uh, and I'm sure you got to see some of their testimony and their backup on the House and Senate floor. But, um, you know, I mean, what were kind of your thoughts on on the, the duo there to have two doctors carrying this bill? I thought the two of them were just perfect for, for Texas's unique situation on this yeah. issue. I mean, in a lot of ways, Texas was representative of the overall debates around this issue, but in a lot of ways, Texas was unique. And that's why I think uh, Representative Oliverson and Senator Campbell were so particularly perfect for carrying this bill in Texas. And you're right, they did a world-class job. I was really thankful to get to come down there and join you all for that late night at the Capitol and see Representative Oliverson in action and his his scientific and medical expertise yeah. combined with his irreproachable care and kindness towards kids that are struggling with gender dysphoria, I think ultimately made him just irreproachable when, when pushing this piece of legislation. And that well, was such a huge asset. No, and, and look, I've got this t-shirt that was going around a lot. Okay. Uh, where's my yeah. camera angle here? The Save Texas Kids famous red t-shirt. This is signed by Donna Campbell and Dr. Tom Oliverson. If you come out to our event Friday um, in San Antonio, we're going to have some of these as a part of a silent auction if you want to get uh, a limited edition. And I only have like two or three, but those red shirts ended up being important because, you know, things got a little sticky over in the house trying to get it done. The timing, there were several points of order. There were several delays. You might have seen the video. I got attacked going up to the House Gallery, just an area of the Capitol where I'm at all the time, trying to get my message out. And some people thought they were going to push me around and intimidate me. And, you know, it was a little crazy for a moment there, but but we held firm. And But it was a representation for people to have these shirts on and other things to show their support and show that unity. And look, I mean, a lot of people felt like, oh, this is probably going to get done. But until it does, you don't know. And so I was glad that that we um, stayed the course on that. It's been signed into law. We're going to see more about it. There's already people squawking about litigation and stuff. And so we're going to be transitioning to that, if you will, uh, if I can use that word, shifting to a legal approach to defend these things. Let's talk about Save Women Sports, though. Um, you know, this is a piece of legislation that was unfinished business. And we passed K through 12 last session. And I know that was tough for a lot of national organizations and others, right? They're like, come on, Texas, you guys can't get college at the same time too. I was frustrated as well. Uh, but like we do oftentimes, when there's unfinished business, we make that a key, if not our top priority. And that was no different this session. And But a lot of this issue came into focus more, right? When we passed our K through 12 bill, you didn't have the Leah Thomas issue. You didn't have Riley Gaines out there. So now we entered this situation, the governor's with us, lieutenant governor, the speaker. So we had a lot of support, but you know we still had to go out there and carry our message. What was your view on really kind of the notoriety or just the, the importance of Texas finally getting this done? It was huge because Texas is such a big state and not just a big state generally, but a big sports state. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to denigrate other states, but the reality is I'm, I'm a sports fan and there are some states that are just bigger sports states than others. And, you know, Texas was, I think, the 21st. We're at 22 states that have done some kind of legislation like this. Texas, in my opinion, was probably the biggest sports state yet. Yeah. You have huge, huge for football, baseball. Um, even the Dallas Stars went to the Western Conference Finals this year. So for a state with that level of sports, you know, weight behind it to make a definitive statement like this, protecting women and their rights and opportunities, it's huge. It's incalculable. And it was, well, why it was so important that we round this out this year. No, I mean, you look at all the bowl games for college football that are held in the state of Texas. You look at track and field 
competitions. A lot of people don't know this if you're not in that world, but they have something called the Texas Relays, which can be at the high school and collegiate level. The University of Texas, and I'm not just talking about it because I'm a Longhorn, but they've got a world-class track and field facility that is used all the time, right? The Alamo Dome in San Antonio, NRG Stadium, AT&T, all of these incredible facilities they host a lot of events, particularly collegiate level events. And a lot of these cities end up being the uh, cities that host some of the either regional or the finals for whatever type of events. And swimming and diving is a big part of that. You know, a lot of people don't realize this that are not in that industry, but the University of Texas has one of the most accomplished swimming and diving programs ever. Their coach, Eddie Reese, a lot of times is the Olympic uh, coach on these issues. And so that swimming issue really added a lot to this that I wouldn't have expected two or three years ago, but made the state of Texas more relevant in a variety of ways. And it always helps when, you know, you have some of these signs. This one is signed by Riley Gaines, by the way, we might be auctioning this off too, but that young lady, goodness gracious. And you know, this Joseph, she had a Texas connection. She was forced to swim against Will Leah Thomas, who's from the state of Texas. I think that added a lot for our state and for the argument. And I don't know how how you guys saw, I mean, when did she first start messaging on this rally games? I mean, has it been a year? I mean, it's probably been six to eight months. So I'm sorry, I cut out. No, that's few, okay. But... Um, as you know, a lot of people don't know this. Rally Gaines has now, she's now the leader of the Save Women's Sports Movement. Uh, sure. But a lot of people don't realize she had a Texas connection, which made it more interesting for her to be in Texas. She was here two or three times helping us with our Save Women's Sports legislation. She was forced to compete against Leah Will Thomas, who was from the state of Texas. That connection ended up being important. Uh, I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, maybe we get this done, but you have to wonder, it would have been a lot more difficult without Riley being out front. Yeah, no, I, I agree without her and the testimonies of other of other young women who had to compete against Leah or other um, or other males in, in these in these competitions, um, particularly because the margins are just so much finer at the college level and there's so much more at stake. You, you have uh, the women's swim finals are on ESPN. These people are competing for Olympic spaces. And there's so much wrapped up into this. That, and so all the stakes are raised. Girls are being denied more and more the higher a level of competition this kind of injustice is being allowed to, to go on. And not just that, it's it's also a physical safety issue for women. I mean, it's well, women and so how, um, you say there's about 22 states. Are there any states right now that are in the middle of their session that are working on a Save Women's Sports issue that you're aware of? Um, well, there are, the, the total that introduced this year was was about 15. So okay. if you add a couple of those states passed this year, Texas you know, added college sports protections. Missouri just signed yesterday. Um, Kansas as well, they overrode their governor, North Dakota as well. So give or take four or five states plus the 20 that we already had. You're looking at over half of the country, well over half, has introduced bills on this, which should tell people something about how seriously people take not just women's rights and opportunities, but the radicalness of the transgender uh, agenda and ideology. Well, and not only Riley Gaines, we had several athletes from Texas, many of them collegiate from the Texas A&M system, from Midwestern State, uh, a lot of universities, large and small from around the state. And a lot of those young ladies were, they weren't real comfortable coming forward several years ago. Now that you've got Riley Gaines out there and others, I think that's helping them. We had a lot of parents that testified. Um, there's a big event. I don't know if I'm able to say any more than that. On Monday, I'm just going to let people know, 
on this issue in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that's going to be real interesting. And it's not, I don't think it's at the collegiate level, but it is at a high competition level. And I think you're going to see some messaging on this issue and some people that want to take a stand and some athletes that we've worked with in the state of Texas. You know, listen, um, we've got the Biden administration, other forces. We know that the other side's probably going to try to try to file a lawsuit. We're not done on this issue, but we're in a much stronger position. And I imagine Governor Abbott will be signing the bill uh, very soon. We got to spend some time at the governor's office with him and Riley Gaines when he showed his support. Um, what does that mean, too, when the governor of your state is already out there? I mean, I, how do you quantify that? Is there any is there any bigger you know, other card to play than having the governor already on your side? I don't, I don't think so. I think it, you know that that's what the, the, one of the branches of your state government wants to do already. So a number of states have had to override their governor on this. Yeah. And, that, and that just shows what the will of the people is. But if the governor is smart enough to see the truth on this issue and see that he is aligned with the will of his people as well, I think that puts a lot more weight and legitimacy behind it. And it should help, in theory at least, it should help the bills get passed more easily. Yeah, I'm hoping so. And look, I mean, to your point, you know, and you, and you look at the Republicans, Governor Association, all these different entities, governors around. I mean, Texas is very well known. So is Governor Abbott. He's very well liked. I mean, maybe people have their criticisms here and there. But as far as people's awareness and popularity, and I think that's what the other side knew, right? They knew if Texas gets this done, that might be the tipping point. Who knows? Uh, I would hope that for it to be the case. I'd hope it'd be easier for other states to get these things passed now that Texas is get it done. And, and and look, you know, for people that come into our state, and you might see more, I would predict more female athletes saying, you know, maybe I want to go to a university in Texas where I don't have to worry about a male student and athlete going into my locker room. We know that happened to Riley Gaines. Nobody gave them any kind of notice. And uh, we got a great website set up, SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. You want to learn all about this new law, about the backstory, about the personal stories, Riley Gaines, Cassidy, all these different athletes we've worked with. We've got wonderful information on the website, SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. And we might have some of these swim caps. Have you seen this, Joseph? Did we no, have this when awesome. you were here? <laughs> Boy, I love those. Uh, That's fantastic. I joked that I might put one on at an event. You know, if we did sort of this, you know, live bidding, maybe if you got to like 50,000, I might put it on because, I mean, Riley might look good with it. I don't. All right. But it might we might have some fun with it. But listen, I really appreciate the team there at, at Family Policy Alliance. Autumn, John Paulton, Craig DeRoach. I mean, you know, um, so many great, you know, Amanda, there's a great, you know, different people on y'all's team that sometimes don't play such a public role, but couldn't have done it without you. And really appreciate all that you've done to help Texas get some great legislation passed this session. No, you're more than welcome, Jonathan. You guys are such a great partner, such an influential partner. You know, Texas is one of those states where you can say the way Texas goes, the country can often go in many ways. And these areas we've talked about are definitely one of those ways. And y'all make that possible. So our team is great, um, but we're great because you guys are great too. And we love to partner with you. So we're gonna look forward to many more years of successful collaboration on important issues for families. Well, I agree 100%. Check out Family Policy Alliance on their website. Check them out on social media. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook, probably Instagram. Uh, they're they're going to be active on a lot of different stuff, and you'll see them partnering with us. Uh, Joseph Combe has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Joseph. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, it was good to catch up with Joseph. We went a little bit longer than we do with some guests, but you know, a lot of great ground, uh, ground to cover.
It's always important to thank your partners too, right? You get to the end of the session and sometimes you'll see people, they get to the finish line, they get a bill signed and then they get all like, oh, we did all of this and you know, we were the only one and we're going to take all the credit. I've never had that attitude, nor has our organization. Um, and look, I understand people are human. Sometimes the, you know, these things get the best of them. We always make it a priority to support those people and give acknowledgments to the people that supported us. You see on this t-shirt, right? One of our partners uh, made this t-shirt, American Principles Project. I can hold it up a little bit higher. They they supported the Save Women's Sports Bill, obviously Senate Bill 14 that uh, bans the gender transitions for kids and puberty blockers and all that stuff. But if you go uh, on our social media, we got a great graphic. We'll, we'll work on putting that up on SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. But on Save Women Sports, you had CWA, Concerned Women for America, Concerned Women for America of Texas, Heritage Foundation, Texas Eagle Forum, of course, Family Policy Alliance, Alliance Defending Freedom, you name it, Moms for Liberty, a lot of great organizations that were a part of this coalition and getting it done. And of course, Riley Gaines and a lot of fantastic athletes. By the way, before I forget, What's the name? Ashley, slip me a note if you found the name. Okay. There's a uh, Paula Scanlon. Thank you. She was a teammate of Will Thomas, Leah Thomas, this male athlete that decided to swim as a woman and got a bunch of trophies that he took from women last year at the NCAA championships for swimming. He's from Texas. He's from Westlake High School here in Central Texas. He was on the, the boys swim team at Westlake, stayed on the men's team when he went to the University of Pennsylvania and then switched to the women's team. But one of his, uh, excuse me, teammates has come out, if I should state it that way. She has come forward. She is, she's, she's now public about some of her concerns and how she was told to be quiet and all this kind of stuff, right? Riley Gaines talks about having to compete against Leah Thomas, Will Thomas, but she was not on the team with him. Imagine what the teammates were dealing with. So Matt Walsh is doing a segment on it um, where the, you've got this athlete now that's talking about it. She's getting a lot of media attention. I, we're going to try to get her to one of our events. What an extraordinary perspective she's going to have on this issue. Uh, and you're going to be hearing more about that. Listen, if you see value in our work, please consider making a donation at txvalues.org. We've got some great events around the state. Maybe you want to come to an event and make a donation. Maybe you want to make a donation, and then that allows you to come to an event. You can sponsor an event. You might even get one of these limited edition sports bottles with the Save Women Sports messaging and logo on that. Some other good stuff we'll have at these events. But it's hard for us to raise money during the special, excuse me, a regular session because we're running around all over the place trying to get good things done. And we still do some of that, but it's hard to focus on that more. And our hope is that when we get to the end of May or June, people will acknowledge the work we do and then the gifts will start to come in. And the timing works well for us too because the end of our fiscal year as is at the end of June. It ends on June 30th. The way we organize our budget is from July 1st to June 30th. And so we've got to make sure we raise enough money to cover the expenses that we incurred this past year by midnight on June 30th. Our collective budget with Texas Values and some of our other partner organizations is a little bit over $2 million. We still need to raise about $400,000 in the month of June. Now, that might sound like a large amount. It's not uncommon. That's sort of been our mark for the last a year or two. And, you know, the gifts usually come in, but sometimes they come in really late and we get a little nervous. Make your donation early, right? I'd like to go to bed at night on June 30th, thinking about what I'm going to do for 4th of July and that, you know, our bills are paid. And, you know, listen, I want to be real with you about this. Okay. 
we this is a nonprofit organization. If people don't donate to our work, we can't do the work we do. We can't run to Taylor, Texas like we're going to do tonight. They're still trying to make it easier for drag queens to be involved in Christmas parades and not allow Christians to do that. That is an ongoing fight. We've we've made a formal request to get documents from them and a public information act request that we've made. And so um, we can't do that work if we can't pay people. We can't, you know, drive a vehicle. We can't print paper. We can't turn the lights on in our office. We can't produce great videos and radio shows like this. Um, it does cost money to get that information out there. Now, I think we do it in a very efficient way. All right. And a lot of people that work for us take a little bit of a sacrifice financially because they care about what we do and their mission focus. It's not about how much they're getting paid, but people do have to make a living. All right. And so we also have to be strong in order to take on the ACLU and some of these other LGBT groups, um, Americans United for Separation of Church and State that are always against religious freedom. So uh, now is the time. And as a matter of fact, we're about to release a matching grant. If you want to wait for that announcement, it's probably going to be about 150000 But our donations are tax deductible, txvalues.org. Make that tax deductible donation today. And if you look at some of the victories, right, Save Women's Sports, uh, stopping kids from, from having these gender transitions, uh, a ban on drag queen shows in front of kids that are sexual in nature. That's going to be relevant in Taylor, Texas. Um, keeping sexual content out of public schools, as well as pro-life victories like Senate Bill 424, which is, allows for funding for nonprofit pregnancy centers to help moms and babies, protecting religious freedom with the school chaplain bill. A lot of great things. Check out our website. But if, if we don't raise a certain amount of money, we're going to start our next year in a weaker position. We don't want to do that. We've got momentum on our side. We've had some great victories, but we're going to have to defend these laws, and we need you to step up. Everybody has their role. Make that tax-deductible donation right now at txvalues.org, and then post on social media about it and tell your friends about it. Let's spread the word. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.